She's in it right now. Surrender. Something she didn't want, didn't plan for, and yet most of the pieces of her life came apart. Tony Marinucci shares her business, her finances, her flame, and her living situation all changed, one right on top of the other. What did she do? How did she get through? Tony is quick to point out, yes, she is still in it, but she's looking at the failure as feedback, as a way to completely regroup and start over. Need some inspiration, some encouragement? You're in the right place. We focus on confidence so you will believe in yourself more, passion so you will turn it into purpose, and gratitude so you will find gifts even in the hardest of times. I'm Rochelle Condi now, and this is Unabashed You. Two things. First, have you ever asked yourself the following? Why am I here? What am I doing about it? Or even, who would I be if I weren't afraid? And yes, I've asked myself these questions, and they have greatly informed my sense of self in my third act. Remember, he said, as you love yourself. So that's an important part of this life that we often overlook. We've got some powerful workshops around passion and purpose and minimizing fear to build confidence. Email us at unabashedyou at gmail.com or visit the coaching page at unabashedyou.com and fill out the I want more info, please portion. Engaging in small groups will build connections because we learn from each other and we feel less alone with our own struggles. Lastly, with the help of a young tech-savvy entrepreneur, we started a YouTube channel and we're going to play around with that and see what happens there. On YouTube, type in Unabashed You or use the link in the show notes. And now, this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to the show, Tony. It's such a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be back. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I can't wait to get to our deep dive about surrender because I, I just am really looking forward. Uh, we know each other through social media. She's been on the show before and she's been going through some big stuff. And I, I, I feel like there's so much to learn when you yourself go through the big stuff and then also when other people go through the big stuff because you know, there you want to encourage and be there for other people and all that. So right now we're going to get to know you a little bit better. What's a current show that you're watching that you like? Well, I was just watching Love on the Spectrum, which my cousins have been telling me to watch, um, which I've been really liking. But if I'm going to have to pick my favorite show that I've been watching recently, it, okay. it will always be America's Got Talent. Um, this season, they're doing the Fantasy League. So basically, like, the best of the best come back to compete. Oh. Uh, and it's really, really great. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend if you don't watch America's Got Talent. I think anybody listening to this podcast would really like the show, shows like America's Got Talent because it just it just shows the hustle in people. It's like people right. who are just about to break up, like, you know, to give up. And then they get their big break. And they're so talented and passionate and inspiring. And you hear about <laughs> these stories where they like, went through it. And now they're, like, growing through it. And it's just so special. So that's why I love that show. Right. Um, and then I also just think people are fascinating. So Right. And then how do, how do people get so good at, like, one particular thing and maybe they're good at lots of things but however they show up on this show um, it, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling sometimes 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of practice, you know? Right, it's just, right. It's, right. It's crazy. Crazy. My goodness. Yes, well, that's a good recommendation. I'll keep that one in mind. What, what, your biggest crush when you were growing up? Who, who was your crush? So in two weeks, I'm hosting an Usher party. I mean, Super Bowl party. And uh, he was like, <laughs> if you don't know that Usher is doing the halftime show right. for the Super Bowl. And he is, he was my biggest crush. In the seventh grade, I actually I never got not in, I never got in trouble. I was always a good kid. Um, never ever got in trouble except until the seventh grade when I decided to write "I love Usher" on all the desks and I got detention. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, but that's how much I loved him, and I've loved him since you know the the beginning of time since he came out with my way if you guys know oh my gosh was that yeah. kind of his first hit song that was like one of his very it was his first single probably oh, back wow. i was like 1999 probably i should probably i bet yeah i should know the exact date but i don't well no that um, you know that's so fun because we just you know that we get to know you in this really playful kind of different way and the fact that you loved him so much that you were willing to break out of your quote unquote good girl Role. And it's funny because, like, I was so in love that I didn't even think that that was bad. It's like I knew he didn't write on the desk. Like, I was just like in my daydream, like, and I happened to not, you know, it's not like we had the same desk every time. So it's like by the time, like, you know, I got through the desk, they were like, Tony Ann, like, stop it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so fun. Oh my God, that's yeah. such a fun story. I love that. What's something that you're the most afraid of? And this is like more on the irrational side. I mean, we're not trying to get really deep and dark. Here. Oh, uh, snakes. I can't even talk about them. I mean, snakes and needles, <laughs> they're both really petrifying. Ooh. Although needles, I've been able to not be as afraid of because I, I've come a long way. I used to have crazy panic attacks and I okay. would need people to come with me to get like blood drawn and stuff like that. Right. But... I've come a long way from there. And I think it's because, like, I've had no choice but to, like, get my blood drawn every year for just preventative <laughs> things or whatever. Yeah. So, but, like, snakes, ew. No, no, thank you. I don't want to expose that? myself. I'm not trying to expose myself. Right. Sometimes, right. like, I'm scrolling on social media and someone happens to have one and it, it's just, and there needs to be a warning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they're just gross. Cut, like yeah. spoiler, spoiler alert warning. Uh, you know, uh, there will be an S N A K E. You don't think you don't want to hear yeah. the word. I can't even hear the word. Yeah. That's how much, how much I'm afraid of them. They're so okay. and, and when you think of that, is it, is it, did you have like a, you know, a weird experience as a kid or just the way they move? <laughs> I, uh, no, I honestly, I think it's just the way they move. I've actually had crazy experiences as a kid with needles, which it, I learned when I got older why I was afraid of them because I had to get, when I was little, I had to get surgery and they were oh. couldn't find my blood. I was like three years old. And apparently they just were like proking me and proking me like to get the blood and like, but I don't remember it. But then like years later, like when my, I watched my sister get, they're like, my sister's younger than me. They're like, let her go first. So that way, you know, because if Tony and she's older, like if she sees it, you know, if my, the younger sister sees it, she's going to freak out. Well, no, I saw it. I booked it. I went straight to the <laughs> elevator. I was like, no, this is not happening. Um, but and then my parents and I got older. They're like, yeah, no, when you were younger, they couldn't find your blood. And so they kept uh, poking you and poking you. And it was so sad. I'm like, well, no wonder why I'm afraid of needles. So okay, the needles is justifiable. Yeah. The needles yeah. fear is justifiable. The snakes fear. I just think they're gross. 
Okay. You know, <laughs> and and yeah, and I'm I'm a little bit with you when it comes to the movement. It just seems like you shouldn't be able to move that way as part mm. of it. And the other part is, and I don't even want to know the answer to this. I'm sure I could find out very quickly. Which ones are okay and which ones are not okay? So I just lump them all in the they're not okay category, you know, like poisonous versus, you know, whatever. It's like, I really don't want to memorize that. And so for me, they're just all not okay. Yeah. They're just nothing. (laughs) I can't even talk about it. I can't even like think of it. Now they're going to be, oh God. Okay. Okay, Let's go. Let's go to (laughs) a much better topic. Better topics ahead. (laughs) A random fact most people would not know about you. Oh, I have a good one. You know, this is a good one because I've been asked this before and I couldn't like think of anything. And then I, <laughs> and then afterwards I'm like, oh my God, that's like really fun. So well, I am, so I'm a registered dietitian. Uh, that's my, by, by trade. That's my career. Right. Um, I've been a dietitian for over 10 years and I have my own private practice. But before I had my private practice, I worked for a supermarket. Um, I'm oh, located what? in New York. So I was their retail dietitian where I did a bunch of things. One of the things I did was I helped raise a ton of money for the hungry and a wow. ton of donations for the hungry. And the company that I worked for basically chose people from their store because there was people, um, you know, there's multiple different supermarkets with this name. And basically they chose someone to uh, be on a Cheerios box. So I wish I had it with me. It's in the other room. So basically me and like, and it's pretty cool that they do this. They partner with General Mills and every year the people, the top stores that um, feed the most, like to get the most donations or the most money for the hungry or whatever, um, get selected by their team to be on a Cheerios box. So that's my fun fact. I was on the back of a Cheerios box. <laughs> that is that is really a cool little claim to fame right there. Yeah, 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 that yeah. So sweet. Oh my yeah. gosh, how fun that is that? Super cool. And you, you, of course, you saved or mom saved the Cheerios box. Oh no, box. yeah, but I, it's funny. Like my family still has it, but I have mine in actually. Like they gifted it to me after. It's in like a clear box. It has like the. No. Um, it almost looks like like a trophy, but it's the actual Cheerios box just enclosed. It's like a. <laughs> limited it was like a limited edition for you know but people all over my the state were able to get it like all my cousins oh my and gosh, yeah. so fun that is fun yeah. very yeah. good love that <laughs> all right so what advice would you give your 10 year old self you're a little yeah i know you mentioned seventh grade when he loved usher when you fell in love with usher <laughs> go back a couple more years to your 10 year old self you know you're starting to kind of become a little bit aware of yeah what's coming, what's coming down the line. And, um, you start thinking that maybe start to think a little bit too much about what other people might think of you. So what advice would you give your 10 year old self? It would be to just be as you are. Like you don't need to change anything. Cause that's actually where I started. And I talked about this on our other podcast. I know we're going to be talking about some different things today, but the last time I had, you had me on the show, like I talked about where, you know, I spent most of my life trying to be thinner and lose weight and trying to be worthy of love and acceptance mm-hmm. um, through changing my physical appearance. And the youngest I can remember thinking that I needed to do that was nine years old. So oh my it was 10 years old where I really started to go hard with like exercising and trying to think, oh, I shouldn't eat that or I should cut out this or eat that, whatever. And that that was 10. That's which is kind of it's sad to think. And I know it's happening, happening younger and younger. Um, So if I could talk to my 10 year old self, it would just be like, you're perfect as you are. You you don't need to change anything. 
you, you know, just, just be yourself. Yes. That's such good advice. And don't we wish we could go back to our 10 year old self and kind of just, you know, speak, speak in their ear and, and have them believe it, you know, have them believe it. Oh, Mm -hmm. that is, that is fantastic. And I do love though, even though I'm sorry that your 10 year old and even your nine year old self was feeling all those things. I do love that you've channeled all of that and more into your life's work, your life's work, your passion, your purpose is speaking into probably men and women, but particularly women. Mm -hmm. To um, tell us, just summarize a little bit of what you do. Yeah, you're a registered dietitian. Yeah, so I'm a registered dietitian who teaches people how not to diet. <laughs> so, because I learned really quickly that restriction isn't the answer, it's part of the problem. And I spent my entire life trying to, you know, cut out this and exercise out that. And I lived in the extremes and it was no fun. And I just, it, it was just like um, a black hole. No matter what I did, I was never happy enough, never thin enough never fit enough or whatever it was. And it right. was all for the wrong reasons too. Um, so now I help people find balance in their eating habits because I still, it is still important to nourish your body. It is still important to exercise regularly, but it it needs to come from a place of love rather than a, rather than a place of hate. Um, and learning more about like body acceptance. You can want to change your body and that's fine, but doing it from a place of you get to, not you have to, or you should. Yeah. Um, so that's just, it's similar messaging that I think others have, but I just have a different energy behind it. And I think that's why it resonates and helps so many people because it truly gets to the root of where they've been struggling for so long. Right. Um, and, and uh, you know, I do that because I know how it feels to not be there. And I've, uh-huh. you know, so I just want people to live happier and healthier lives and to do things beyond just live their life, their whole, like live their whole life, just like trying to be thinner or taking right, up less space. Right. Yes. I love that. I really love that. That's such an important message. Um, you know, in, in this day and age, yes. I mean, I think social media has really amplified everything that young girls go through and I'm sure young boys too but since we're not boys we can't speak into that space quite as easily or quite as well but I I just I really applaud the work you're doing so thank you for that really wonderful all right so now's our deep dive we're doing a series on surrender and just that just the word alone is so interesting so we we if you would please uh, uh, tell us a, a time that you Share with us a time that you had to surrender, what it looked like, how it felt. Mm. Well, um, this is actually the first time I'm being interviewed on a podcast and speaking about this experience. So I do want to just share that. However, this comes out, it's raw. Well, you know what? That's I love that. And to me, there's nothing more important than you showing up in this moment as yourself. However, that might. Um, unfold. Yeah. So I'm in it right now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm 100% in it right now. Um, a few months ago at this point, six or seven months ago, um, I, I mean, for a while, I should say, for about a year or so, I was really running from the truth, which was that I decided, you know, to grow my business and hire a team and I had a full staff. And at first it was amazing and it was working really well. Um, but then just financially, things just became tighter and tighter and tighter. 
I probably made some poor business decisions, invested in people that were not worth the money that I spent, um, unfortunately, which is actually, I know people experience that a lot. I actually Mm -hmm. hadn't, that was like my first time really experiencing making investments that didn't promise on what they said they were going to deliver on, Mm -hmm. but a lesson, a hard lesson. Um, I, so basically like financially things were really, really tight. Um, and I kept trying to keep up. I kept trying to pretend like it was going to be okay and I was going to get out of it. Um, but it really, it really wasn't. And so one of the very first things I had to do with my surrender was let my team go, let my staff go. And they're all, they were all incredible. They were all amazing. They didn't deserve it. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to do as a business owner. And, um, but like I I couldn't pay my rent. I couldn't pay put food on the table. Like I was making sacrifices here and there to try to make it make sense for them. But then it's like I really had to sit with myself and be like, why do I still feel like it's okay for me to suffer, but everyone around me is mm-hmm. being taken care of at the sacrifice of the business that I built for the past few years? I'm just going to allow it to just, you know. I guess, I don't know, like it was supporting other people, but it wasn't allowing it to support myself. But then it got so bad where I, I couldn't have done either anyway. So I, right. I had no choice. So I really like my, I was pushed against a wall. So that was the first thing. Um, then uh, my partner, which I still can't have a hard time, like even believing what happened, but my partner at the time basically just portrayed my trust. If I can just say okay, it in the most sure. simplest way. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it was a, a something that I I could have forgiven if I really wanted to, and if I chose to, but it would have I would have been settling within myself and my worth and everything that I talk about. So right. I I had to end a five year relationship, right? Um, which I had to kind of surrender to that because it even if if. That it's like whatever happened happened to help me to see what was truly going on, basically mm-hmm. to really like to give in to this. Like this isn't your forever person, even though you thought it was. Right. You know, so that was really hard. Um, and then, like, long story short, um, I had moved from uh, you know when business was doing well, I was living in a luxury apartment and I was making you know my rent was really really high, so I made a sacrifice and moved to a smaller place to save money on rent. But really what I knew I need what I should have been doing for, you know, last year before I did that was was move back with my parents. But I was resisting it for so long. I'm 33 years old. Right. I've been independent since I'm 18. Um, my parents are amazing and very supportive, but I, I like my independence and I built that and I and I had to let my I honestly I had to let my ego go. And basically, mm. long story short, I was going to move somewhere else again. You know, once now I didn't need as big of a space because it was just me, not me and my partner, blah, blah, blah. And um, that was like, I think that was another moment of surrender for me because I really had to just admit that. And this is hard to say out loud. And I mm-hmm. and I, I know people are going to be like, but you didn't. But like I did. Like I had to admit that I failed. And I know that I am going to recover from it and that failure is feedback, but I failed and that's okay. And that's another thing to surrender, to know that it's okay to fail because I was trying so hard for so long not to fail Um, and I almost just created it anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Whereas like if I would have just like listened to all of the the red flags and all of the things it's like it's okay if you don't have it figured out yet. Like it's okay. okay to slow down. Like you don't have to this might be a future goal. This might not be a right now goal and that's okay. And it took me so long so now I'm finally <laughs> after, <laughs> you know, a couple of years. In my book actually I talk about bouncers and planters and bouncers are like the the second something is like off they they leave like they hard work for them is like poison like no right. no 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 whereas like I'm a planter so like the harder it is the harder I try like let's go yeah. <laughs> so much so that it's like it's clearly not it doesn't matter how hard you try this isn't a good fit like stop trying so hard right. I'm a planter so like I need to see things through and through I need to be slapped in the face and thrown on the ground and stepped on <laughs> <laughs> for me to realize like this isn't for you like move on um so yeah so that is uh where I'm at right now that is my big surrender that is currently what I'm in in this moment excuse me I really appreciate the way that you are able to one talk about it so openly so thank you for that I mean being vulnerable and transparent I think are important things to be when you feel ready yeah. Um, I think, you know, you, you know, when you're, when you're too in it, it's, it's too hard to, you know, I have quite enough hindsight to start, you know, you're just at the very beginning baby stages of it all. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in awe of how you are processing this, Tony, because these, you have like the major areas of your life, your business, your love, your living. I mean, those are huge huge and all pretty much at the same time and um the fact that you have you recognize all of that and you are already i mean you're feeling the feels for sure you are already looking at it in such an intentional growth kind of a way like it, this is not forever. This is just right now. Just so happened. It all happened pretty much at the same time. But yeah, so literally like, month, month after month. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. oh my gosh. But look at you. I mean, you are just you, you radiate life and light. And um, you know what I mean? I mean, you're yeah your your ability to be so authentic i think is so helpful to all of us because it's very inspirational and it's very encouraging and you talk about it in a way that um i appreciate that you don't color it with shame yeah well because you know i think that has to do with the work I do with clients when it comes to their right. relationship with food, you know, because I work a lot on them with guilt and shame because it's not a helpful emotion at right. all. So I, I do know that where there are moments I've gotten caught in that for sure, but I, I'm able to get out of that quickly from the skills right. I learned with, with my disordered eating, you know, so right. Um, but yeah, because I could, yeah, I, 100%, I could beat myself up for staying in a situation where, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I just was okay with mediocrity. I mean, for, I lost my voice. I lost my, my spunk. I lost, yeah, like, and I still feel like I'm getting it back a little bit, you know? Right, right. It's kind of like, and I, it's so crazy because I say this to clients, but all the time, but it's like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. 
I just just thinking about that today. And I was doing, I was doing, it was like I was doing it all. I was right. a girlfriend. I was a business owner. I was a stepmom. I was a uh, entrepreneur. I was a human. I was a family member. Yeah. I mean, I when I tell you I literally did it all, I did it all. But I, in that, I didn't realize how much, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Like, I didn't realize how much I was pulling from my my the energy that's starting to come back that creative energy that I'm starting mm-hmm. starting to flow I feel like it's starting to come back because now I have the space for it to 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 be there whereas right. like I was filling up my time and energy with things that really weren't work were oh. kind of pulling me out of alignment okay and I lost my inspiration I lost my voice I was just doing I was doing the things right. I wasn't really doing the things from a place of flow which I really love to operate in. Mm. Um, I was doing it from a place of like have to and sh- very similar to what I was expressing before with body image stuff. You know, it's just interesting how mm-hmm. our wounds kind of transfer. <laughs> they don't always, you know, fully heal. And I think that's what I'm learning. So I'm really deeping so my surrender also on a positive note is I'm really surrendering, surrendering into like personal development on steroids, but not in like, once again, <laughs> not in like a a toxicity. Like it's no. kind of crazy. Like not in like, I have to do this, but like in a, this is going to only help benefit me in my future. Like if I don't heal and I talk about it in my book, but like if I truly don't heal from certain wounds and pro- like things, I will never break these patterns. Like I will stay right. stuck in these patterns and I, I'm really making it my responsibility to just take care of myself truly and fully in like the in any way that I know how. So like anything that feels like it's gonna help heal me in some way, I'm gonna do it. Right. That's yeah, I wish more people felt that, that need, that that kind of um that desire to want to, to I, I think of it, I've been thinking of it lately as living in full color, as opposed to like when you change the transparency on a photo, like not all the colors there. It's You want to live in that, that full color, sort of maximizing, you know, who you are. And you, I love that you said you, you are making it your responsibility because the the better you are and the more healed you are, the more you can pour out into others. And I really do believe that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Remind me the name of your book. We talked about it last time. Remind me the name so I can remind everybody else. Sure. It's called Once Upon a Diet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So ironically, it's and this is something I haven't been able to speak to yet because I'm still finding the words. Um, because it's dedicated to my ex. <laughs> but when we were when things were well, like in the in the cover page, it's like, oh, what do I let me read it? I have it right here. <laughs> I wrote, let me see. What did I say? I dedicated it's dedication to all the boys at school who choose tease me about my weight and to the men who didn't love me back. It's because of you I can lead by example and show people their weight doesn't determine their worth. And all my clients who trust me to help them heal their relationship with food, this book, with this book, and allow me to write them, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, not so like. But then I wrote special thanks to my current partner who continues to show me what it truly means to be loved. Aww. And at the time, 
at the time, I think it was at the time it was factual. But the point is, is that the book is about the parallels between dieting, dating and romantic relationships. And I've always been honest, even when I did my TEDx talk about how I can never really get the relationship thing down. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like I just choose the wrong partners or whatever it was. And I had thought I had finally broken that. And then I talked about the parallels in the book. And like now it's kind of like. It's hard. That was another thing I think I had. That was that was a shame thing, I think, for me. And I think that's Uh probably something I'm still working through because I don't really know how to word it. I almost feel like if I wrote a book about it, I I shouldn't have somehow ended up here again, you know? Well, but is it again or is it a stepping stone toward your future? Yeah, no. I mean, it's that one thing. And that's the other thing, too. Like, I don't regret what happened at all. Honestly, like, in the moment, like, once you're when, – and this is just to the people listening. If you're really going through something, I, I heard people talking about this, and I wanted to punch them. So I hear you if you want to punch me through the ear, ear the earphones. But, like, I promise you one day – I'm still in it, guys. I'm still in it. I still have so much debt to pay off. I still have so much just, like, still, like, I, I you know, for – like keeping my head above water like I'm finally starting to see like I can swim again you know but like for a while I was drowning like so when I tell you when you're in it it freaking sucks and you really start to feel like is this truly going to be my forever like you lose a lot of hope you feel like absolute crap and but like I promise you the what got me through was listening to podcasts of people mm-hmm. and watching shows like America's Got Talent, right? And just like <laughs> that reminder that like this doesn't last forever and you will get through it and it will get better and it actually will be better than you ever thought it would be. Like I truly believe I'm not there yet, you guys. Like I'm, right. honestly, like I'm telling you this is I'm in the thick of it right now. But I do feel like when other opportunity am I going to have to truly start over from ground zero? I understand I'm I'm blessed. I have my family I can depend on. Like, you know, and not everybody might have that. But I do feel like, you know, y- you probably have more options and more choices than you think you do. And it's just a matter of letting go of parts of your ego and letting go of parts and admitting things are true and that surrendering that'll get you right. there. And once you're there, now you're like, okay, like, I can do this. I and I will do this. It's right. just, it requires time. It requires patience. Right. It requires sacrifice. I haven't used a credit card in a year. It freaking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's admitting if you don't have the money, you don't can't pay for it. Like, and I'm not here to give financial advice. I'll tell you that I don't. But it's like it's you know you have to remember like you're going to have to experience life differently mm-hmm. than you have before if you truly want to live a different life. Right. Right. That's a really good point. You'd ha- you have to experience it differently. Well, I am really, I know you're in it. I totally get that. But, and I'm really excited for your, what you're going to bring with you into all the different areas of your life, you know, where you your next, you know, place to where you decide to live, uh, you know, what you decide to to do and choose to do with your love life, you know, your your business, how you're going to restructure it and um, just knock it out of the park. I know you will. Whatever that might look like. And we're not talking about and then- Yeah, not everybody yeah. has to, you know, have to earn the seven figures to have an well, impact. Or even like one thing that I think was keeping me stuck for so long is I was like, I was like, God, just give me clarity. Just give me clarity. Just give me clarity. Just give me clarity. 
And actually what faith is, is going forward without clarity and just believing uh, that it's going to work. So like, I don't need, I have, I, I don't, and I just talked about this on my podcast. I don't have clarity. I don't know what my next move is because I am, I don't know if I want to do what I'm doing forever. And I know I don't want to do it in this way, but I don't know what the other way or new way looks like. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. But so all I'm doing, and this is something, once again, so thank you for having me because I'm still like working through how I want to sure. even present myself on podcasts now because I just feel like I'm shedding the layers of older versions of myself that I, I don't even really resonate with anymore. So when I come on podcasts and when I speak, like, I don't know what I'm speaking about yet. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm just talking. And the point is, is like, what I'm in right now is I'm rebuilding. And oh, all I can yes. tell you is the only way I know how to rebuild is I don't, I don't even know what I'm t- building. I just know I'm building towards uh, a better me, a stronger me. A more energized me, a more happier me, a more stable me, a more abundant me. Like I know the qualities of the person that I'm trying to become, but I don't know what that actually like that. What does that person do? I I really right. couldn't tell you. And I'm staying open to that. And that's part of the surrender too. You know, just yes. just being open to, you know, opportunities will flow to me. They will come. I will get clarity when I'm meant to see clarity, but maybe right now I'm really just meant to heal. Maybe right Right. now I'm just meant to continue to explore what makes me feel good. And that's what I'm choosing to do. That's fantastic. Now, when it comes to your podcast, do you, and, and, and obviously it's, it's, it's around all the, the themes that you're talking about, you know, our relationship with food and, and I'm assuming you parallel that with the the dating side, like your your book, Mm -hmm. are you, will you be addressing some of this as well? Because it's, I mean, I'm. I find it very inspirational and encouraging hearing you talk. Thank you. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the direction of where the podcast is going. Um, is more uh, about just personal development in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an expert on talking about like financial wellness. Um, I'm having someone um next week who's a life coach. Um, I've had you know and and. That's the thing, like, I'll probably always talk and relate it back to nutrition because that mm-hmm. is what I know and what I've, and I, I don't want to ever, that's still super important, what people still need. So right. they need to heal their relationship with food in their body. But what I think I want to talk about more is what's beyond that. Once you heal your relationship with food in your body, what does that mean for you? How does the world open up? What are the right. possibilities? Or if you're in the middle of a transition or you're feeling stuck, I just, I do want to be that beacon of light for people. I do want to be the yeah. inspiration for people. And so my my podcast now, and I actually, I took like a break because I was going through so much and I was right. trying so hard to keep it afloat and I just needed to something to give. So I took a break for a recording from a little bit. And then I just released it, my episode that Kate, like me coming back where I was honest about everything that's been going on and mm. why that is. And kind of like, I, I don't know what the future episodes are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to stick and, you know, stick with me, appreciate it. If you're like, what is this girl going through? I'm not, I don't even, I don't even know what she's saying. All right, that's fine. <laughs> well, and it's a podcast <laughs> named after the book as well. No, so the podcast is just Tips with Tony. So Tips for the longest time, it was just a nu- it was a nutrition podcast, and I always okay. did kind of explore. But I would I would have guests, but mostly related in the health and wellness field. Right. Um, sometimes entrepreneurship because that's a passion of mine. Uh, but more more recently, 
Um, I'm really, really trying to tap into just like teaching people to be more of their authentic selves and yes. and living yes. in alignment and you know being okay with not being okay and yeah the yes. the messy middle all all the things that like yes. I think humans go through on a regular basis <laughs> right. <laughs> Like just messy middle. That is so good. Gosh, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Well, you you have so much to give and so much to share. And that it's clear, you know, when we get to talk, that's clear on your your posts on uh, Instagram. You you want you you want to serve. And I really love that about you. You, you know, have this heart to want to share. And to put things out there and have people show up as uh, like you want to, like we all want to, uh, the best versions of ourselves that we can. And that yeah. does involve some awareness, that does involve development, that does involve desire and intention, all those things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, I think we're put on this earth to help people. Yeah. I mean, and it's just finding your, and there's plenty of people that help people every single day that they don't have a platform and that's okay. Like they're right. helping as yeah. being a good mom. They're helping as being a good teacher. They're helping yes. as being a good friend. They're helping as being a pastor, whatever it is. Like that maybe pastor is a bad example because they have a platform, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. not everybody like has, you know, you don't need to like have a pedestal right, to right. be able to do that. But I feel like if you have that on your heart and there's some sort of calling you've been running from that it's important for me to speak to that part of you because right. that is probably why you were put here. Right. And, and when everybody rises to their potential, that's yes. how we make this world a healthier and happier place. I agree with you and that's I think a big drive for for this show as well is wanting you to uh take that passion, turn it into your purpose, get out there, share it. And yeah, be your be your full self, be your full colorful self for sure. Yeah. Well, Tony, of course, what a delight this has been. I have really appreciated this conversation. I, you know, again, find you very inspiring and authentic and transparent and vulnerable. All the words that I love so much. I thank you for showing up in this space, in this place, and sharing a just a moment of who you are with us. Thank you. Well, thank you for being you and thank you for having this platform. My pleasure. As she points out, we're put on this earth to help people. Tony is shedding the old layers to grow new ones, better ones, to rebuild all the parts of her life. Being in the messy middle is simply temporary. She's learned it's okay to not be okay. And by letting go of her ego, she is surrendering to a new beginning. I know the qualities of the person I want to become, she says. I, for one, know that she will become that and much more. I will be on the sidelines cheering her on. And now a closing prayer. God, through faith, may we also be given clarity as Tony prayed so we can be a beacon of light to each other. We get to do this with your help. Amen. Get out there and become all that and more. Be unabashed. Be you. 